Okay, so welcome back this week. Um, we have another Q&A session. Um, we have our questions in from superfan Alison, who is from Australia. Um, she admittedly stalks the both of us. <laughs> Yeah, she told me that she watches all my Insta stories and I was like, yeah, but sometimes yeah, I go on yeah, and on. Yeah. And check, um, so we will put a link to Alison's um, Instagram handle in the show notes. I'll get that out eventually. <laughs> Do you need some coffee, Brenda? <laughs> you already on holidays I'm in from work I have the dinner on I'm, you know I'll get there right okay so we'll put a link to Alison's um, oh, Instagram account in the show notes <laughs> and thank you Alison and bear with me please <laughs> it's late <laughs> okay so before we kick off hang on a second but just before we kick off I want to remind everybody to like and review the podcast if possible because when you like and review us it bumps us up in the ratings and it gets us in front of more people and also if i want to try something a bit new this week if you listen to this podcast right now stop whatever you're doing and just take a selfie or a screenshot of the podcast and share it on social media share it in your insta stories and tag both of us in it yeah they're I brilliant and if you tag us and you share it we'll share it on our stories as well and uh you know i'll make you famous mm-hmm. with all of mm-hmm. my 400 and something followers <laughs> oh it's so hot right now yeah I quality know, I know. over quantity okay so kicking off this week um allison had asked um so she said, I was listening to your stories and your podcast and I wondered if you could talk about artificial sweeteners. Um, the good, the bad and what they do to your glucose levels. She said, I'm also keen to understand fats. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll deal with the um, okay, well, hold the on. sweeteners yeah. first. Yeah, okay. The first one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a multiple uh, part um, question. We could be. <laughs> yeah. We may be here for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think about artificial sweeteners? I think they are from the devil. <laughs> I think <laughs> if they do strange things to my body, <laughs> if they don't fill me fill full, full, if they don't fill me full of wind, um, then I'm on the toilet basically. Um, yeah. and they're the ones that you can kind of can eat on keto. Um, the rest of them, the aspartame and some stuff like that, are just literally from the devil. <laughs> And it says on all the packages, it says excessive consumption may cause laxative effects. But yeah. what they don't tell you is that our poor keto sensitive bodies are like the smallest dose and that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have kind of two feelings about artificial sweeteners. Okay. So there are some that are insulinogenic, right? So they will spike your insulin, not necessarily your glucose, but your insulin, but not in everybody. Okay, so it's really a matter of finding out what works for you. The thing I don't like about artificial sweeteners is that that, that they're sweet. And for the likes of me, like that's a huge trigger for me. Like that wakes up my carb toddler. And I just like to remember us with the fulfill bars. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the first ones, the quest bars were the ones that we were trying to eat. Oh, they were um, too sweet. No, yeah, I'm talking about the the ones that oh, we were ha- we were buying yeah. t- 
two and eating one in the car. Yeah, yeah. Outside yeah, the supermarket. No, they were yeah, they were yeah. like um if you if you haven't seen the fulfilled bars yet, they're actually quite big. They're like Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can't see me, but you know, they're like <laughs> Okay, the people watching the people watching like... the video, our Patreons watching the video can see what you're doing. But okay, don't so, gesture so on a podcast. That big. Let me Google. Um, I'm gonna Google to see uh, what weight they are. Fulfill. Yeah, okay. So anyway, um the fulfill bars they have inulin, is it? Ooh, that's a sweetener yeah. in them. No, that's yeah. a fiber. That's inulin is the fiber from hell. Oh, that's yeah. I think that's probably my problem. What's the sweetener then in the fulfill? So that's some of them have maltitol. Stevia. They're not the ones that we used to have. So maltitol is insulinogenic and it will spike your blood glucose about sixty percent as effectively as sugar will. Um, so the one yeah. that we used to have when we were binging on was these... the the dark blue one, which the was mint. the chocolate mint. Yeah, chocolate okay. um, and like they literally you eat one and then you're like and another, oh, another and another and, and then, then you, you have another the... one. and then every time you see them in the shop you're like oh my god I have to have it I have to have inulin it inulin hell okay so yeah, hell. I think so each bar is 55 grams and yeah. in the oh. Fifth... oh yeah the size of it yeah and in the, in the, in that big <laughs> and then that, and, yeah. that big, yeah. and then they have um 10 grams of carbs but five, 5.3 yeah. of that is a polyol, which is a sugar alcohol, okay? So the ingredients, yeah. there's about 50 bajillion ingredients in these, and they're awful. Yeah, there is, yeah. Um, so the sweetener is erythritol stevia, okay? And erythritol stevia is the one that I use yeah. when I have it. And I mean, I use a quarter of a teaspoonful because that stuff is so sweet. Um, yeah, so in terms of sweet. what affects your glucose and your insulin, if you have a monitor, you can check what one will affect you and what one won't. But for me, it's the sweet taste and the fact that for us people who are completely carb addict, sweet addict, it just it's too dangerous and it can it can keep people addicted to that sweet yeah. taste where you need to have it day in, day out, and you're eating these kind of crappy protein bars yeah. that are I mean, what is copper chlorophyll? I mean, you don't get that grown in your garden. No, you don't, no. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I think that from from the point of view of the effect on your body, we just don't know. They're too new. They're yeah. absolutely too new. Well, apart from but, having to run to the loo. Yeah. Um, but there's also been recent studies that showed that it can have a kind of a diminishing effect on your gut biome. It can affect your gut biome. The sugar alcohols can, so... Personally, I always coach my clients to get rid of the sweets, anything sweet, go for dark chocolate yeah. and have dark chocolate and hazelnuts or something or, you know, dark chocolate and pecans and have that as your treat. Um, berries, yeah. you know, ber- berries are low yeah. in, in accessible sugars. They, they're yeah. more fructose. So um, I think not, I think artificial sweeteners should be kind of at once every four or five months. That's what I would advise yeah yeah and I, I suppose it's like it's like we always say that everything mm. is different for everybody you know like and you have to find your comfort zone particularly when it comes to the sweet oh, stuff yeah. i mean I, I was never really like the only mad sweet things i liked was chocolate but now when you know yeah. i prefer the dark chocolate when i eat milk chocolate it's like yeah. well that's disgusting so 
um yeah i just stick with the dark chocolate and try to avoid artificial sweetener as much as possible now the hubby still takes like the, mm-hmm. a little minuscule um teaspoon of it now not even a teaspoon yeah. uh, like a, not even a quarter of a teaspoon in his tea um and and to point out like myself and christina used to take two sugars you you were three yeah. in your tea Yes, teaspoons in the yeah. tea. I don't take anything in the tea. And if I take the Hobie's tea by mistake, yeah, no, I'm like, no. Ugh. I'm the same. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, yeah. But funny enough, do you know what happens to me? When I'm in um, cafes and I'm pouring my tea and the little thingy of sugar mm-hmm. is sitting beside the cup, I have found myself just taking it up, not even thinking, I'm just talking. I shake oh, it and really? I tear it and I pour it into the tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Oh, crap, and then I'm no, going, you can't eat that or oh drink God, it. What did I just do? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's probably just it, but it, I don't know. It couldn't be habit because I don't go into coffee shops a lot anyway. I'd say it, it is habit because if you think about the any time that you you've yeah. drank tea outside before, it was something. It was a part. It's a ritualistic habit, and you just you forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's really weird. Okay, all right. So, um, the next question then. So she said, I'm mm-hmm. also keen to understand fats. I've heard you talking on the podcast a bit um, about if you're overweight, you don't need to add extra to your diet. Do I have that correct? I always add, and I'm wondering if I shouldn't be, I add avocado, nuts, olive oil, avocado oil, etc. Um, would love to hear the views of both yourself. I'll read the rest of it. She said she's a massive fan. Come on. <laughs> well, I said that at the start. She said, yes. Sorry, Alison. You, you say, I am a massive fan from Australia who unashamedly stalks you both. <laughs> um, yeah, bring on the stalkers. So I've actually just made a video about this. And it's an explainer video. I'm actually standing at my whiteboard. <laughs> Oh, no way. You're doing a Dr. Berg. <laughs> I'm so glad people on the podcast can see my face right now. My Patreons can see. Our Patreons can see my face. I'm like, no. Listen, we'll put a link to the video in the show notes. I don't know if it's going to be ready by the time the podcast goes out, but if there's a link there, there's a link there. If not, just you just have to wait. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, so fats are probably one of the most confusing parts of keto, but they don't. it really doesn't need to be. At the start, you need to add a lot of fat because you need to train your body that fat is an abundant fuel. But as you get fat adapted, which literally means your body's adapted to burning fat, you reduce the amount of fat you eat so that your body can fill in that deficit by using your body fat. But I know Alison has lost a huge amount of weight. Can you Google her there yeah, and see how she much has. she's lost? Because we need to shout out to her because she's done incredibly. I think she's lost like 67 okay. kilos or something like that. She has. Um, I'm on her Instagram account at mm-hmm. the moment stalking you. Hi, We're stalking you. stalking you. Can you feel us looking <laughs> at you, Alison? <laughs> she has lost, um, yep, 67 kgs. Um, yeah, which is just amazing. That is just amazing. And I'm looking at her pictures and she does. She looks amazing. I'm going to convert it for our American listeners. That's 147.4 pounds. 
Yeah, and her latest post when I was looking at this one now is her keto face mm-hmm. from beginning to end. So, you know, it, she just looks amazing. Yeah, you got to check her out. So, Alison, yeah. at your point in your journey, you have lost so much weight that you will have needed to start to add extra fats back in to keep your satiety level up. And this is what's key on keto is keeping that satiety level up so that your body doesn't feel it's in starvation and it can continue to use your body fat for fuel. So add fat, but like I, I'm, I've said this before, play with your portion sizes, see how much fat it takes to keep you full between your meals, and then stick with that portion size. If you get hungry before your next meal, then you know you, you need to add a little bit more back in. If you're still full and you're not particularly hungry, then you might be able to dial the fat back a bit and burn some more body fat. Yeah. And that's what we all want, burning the body oh, yeah. fat. <laughs> okay, so basically, um, that's a kind of good, I'm going to be real radio professional now. That's a good segue into the next question. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Are you looking for a job in radio? I wouldn't mind actually, it's a bit of a laugh. Okay, so um, next question. Uh, can I add something else to my list? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if you fast from 3 p.m. to 9 a.m., uh, should you force yourself to eat all the calories and macros if you're not hungry? I constantly struggle with this. I have two meals and I am keen to know how you both manage. Um, yeah, we both, we've talked about this on a previous podcast that we literally do just have two meals a day. Now, the way my the way I work and I commute, my second meal is, is late in the evening. So I try to push out breakfast uh, to about half ten. So I try to get in probably about fi- anywhere between 15 and 16 hours uh, fasting. So um, Christine is the one that has the small window. So she's going to be boastfully tell you <laughs> what to do. It's the only small okay. thing I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shoot. So, yeah. And this is just recent for me, right? Yeah. It's only like th- three weeks that I have closed. Well, it's not that I have a shorter window as such. I have an earlier window. So yeah. I have my breakfast um between 8 and 9 a.m and then I have my last meal by 2 p.m and I can tell you now that if I have the majority of my calories for my breakfast by 2 p.m I'm probably not hungry but I have to eat because I know it's contrary to what we say about eat until you're full and only eat when you're hungry but if you are shortening your eating window you need to make sure that you are consistently having the right amount of calories now I'm always saying this as well about looking at your weekly averages. Some days I have 800 calories because I actually just can't face eating. Yeah. And then the next day I might have 1300 or 1400 calories. And when I look at my averages over the week, like so um, I use my fitness pal and when I go into the nutrition, um, it's I've got the scrolling wheel of death here on, on my, my fitness pal because I want to tell you what my averages have been over the week, but it's... um. It's literally the scrolling wheel of death. Uh, but yeah, I I know it's contrary to what we say about keeping yourself uh, full and then only eating when you're hungry. But for me, it, it, I need to make sure that I do that. So I'm going to show on video. So for our Patreons can see on video there, my averages are um, on average over the last seven days. 
I'm sorry, you couldn't see Brenda's face there. She was trying to make out. <laughs> well, you see, I, I, I have very focal glasses, so I was trying to find, like, you know, <laughs> it was all a bit blurry. <laughs> so in the last week, my average carbohydrate intake per day has been 10 grams. Now, that is over seven days, and that means that some days I had 20, other days I might have had 12, other days yeah. I might have had 15, but it averages out at 10 um, yeah. 94 grams of fat and 51 grams of protein so it's perfectly in the range for me um i don't bother looking at the calories really as long as i'm not hungry and yeah. i'm still losing weight i know i'm okay because i know that last monday i only had 900 calories and then it goes 1200 1160 um 1200 it goes up and down across the week so if you are shortening your your eating window um, you really need to make sure that you're you're eating um, average average your average intake across seven days is okay. Seven days, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, okay. So, um, Alison's other question then, and this is probably going to take a little while as well. So she wants us to talk about ketone levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, "I measure mine. I've been doing it for a while." But know that as you become more fat adapted, your levels are not always accurate. Is this correct? Would love to know how both of you measure and do you fluctuate much? Okay, so my answer is going to be short and sweet here. I really don't measure my ketones much. Um, I kind of, I've said this before, I know my body and I'm able to know by the output at the other end. Um, how eloquent (laughs) (laughs) i know i have to i have to come up with a term for that (laughs) um and the way my body feels and stuff like that i know um when i'm in ketosis and i know when i'm burning the fat because i literally have no output so i can monitor that kind of easy enough um and that's what i do and like i said i measure my ketones when christine is over (laughs) and she has her (laughs) she has her equipment (laughs) i know i know (laughs) All right, so I've got my ketone monitor here in front of me. Okay, I'm going to measure my ketones live. Well, I'm going to record my ketones live. Well, you're not exactly live. No. But yeah. no. So I measure my ketones once a day minimum, sometimes three or four times a day, depending on what, what experiment I'm doing that week. But I was just going to say, but you're kind of, you're biohacking at yeah, the moment. Absolutely. So, um, and you're doing a lot of that and you're sharing a lot of that on yeah. Instagram as well. All your, your things that you're taking. So I always say that measuring ketones, I'm just going to prick myself. Oh, that's always nasty. Ugh. But I've actually <laughs> discovered if I do it on the base of my hand, it doesn't hurt as much. So that's what I've started to do. Okay. So I'm going to show it. I'm going to record it on video for our Patreons to see live what it is. Can you see? Four, three, two, and 2.3. 2.3. So I'm I'm fasted from 2 p.m. It's 8 p.m. now. Um, But ketones are really measurable in three different ways. First of all, it's the urine. Then there's the blood test. And then there's the... um, breath test okay so the the urine test will show you what you're spilling what you're not what you're not burning what you're not using the, yeah the blood test will show you the amount of ketones in your blood and only the breath monitor shows you what you're actually burning right so you you really only ever right, have exactly. like unless you do all three you really only have like a third of the picture but yeah 
your ketones will fluctuate wildly throughout the day. I mean, if you go out for a walk and come back, your ketones are going to be low and or down at least. And you might wonder why. And it's because you've burnt them. You know, you're using them for fuel. Um, and yeah. the liver will increase the amount of ketones um, depending on the need. So it's it's not always a great indication of how well you're doing because you can have a particularly stressful day and your ketones control is low and you think you're out of ketosis, but you're actually not. Um, your body's just kind of producing a little bit more glucose that day because you've you've been stressed, so your cortisol has been high. Um, yeah, and also after exercise as well. Yeah, exactly. If you exercise. Exactly. It's a good indication yeah. of food intolerances because when you eat something that you're intolerant to, you will have an inflammatory reaction and that can push up your cortisol again because it's a stress and you can um, produce more glucose. So your ketones might be lower. Um, but it's also, you can also find out the effect of uh, sugar alcohols by doing a glucose curve test, which is yeah. four hours fasted, take your glucose and ketones, then eat something that has the sweetener in it um, and then at 30 minutes, 60 minutes and 90 minutes, it should go up. So your glucose should go up, ketones come down. Then your glucose should be falling and the ketones going back up. So it's, it's an inverse yeah. uh, graph. But we like the one thing we would say, though, for people who are only starting out, I wouldn't obsess about these things. Oh, no, I wouldn't even bother checking at the start. Yeah, no, I, no. I just if you're only if you're only getting started or, you know, you're kind of just trying to get used to things i would not obsess about this i would just focus on getting your food right first mm-hmm. um and finding what works for you food wise and your eating windows and all those sort of things and because it is it's a whole lifestyle adjustment it's yeah. not just like changing what's on your plate you know you may need to change the time of the day you're eating or you're obviously definitely going to have to change what you're eating so you know i wouldn't obsess about these things straight away but if you're at a stage where like Alison will be where she has lost loads of weight mm. and now she's really focusing on because you'll find as you get into it more you do start to focus an awful lot then on the scientific side of things and you you literally do become just a teensy weensy little bit obsessed about Ooh, how many ketones have I got in my blood today <laughs> you know so um so for anybody starting out it's you know I wouldn't obsess about it too much yeah exactly when you're starting out you can actually get away with probably having low carb rather than keto level uh carbs and still lose a lot of weight um yeah it, it because of the nature of the metabolic illness that you have and by simply removing the majority of the carbs you're going to get better but at, when you're in yeah. like my and Allison's shoes where you've lost a significant amount of weight you still have a little bit left to lose and yeah. it's stubborn and slow. Yeah. So it's at that point yeah. that you need to look at, okay, am I intolerant to something? Am I eating too many carbs? Am I eating too much fat? Am I eating too much protein? Am I not eating enough? Yeah. And, and my body's kind of just saying, oh, things okay. So it's at, the, at this point that you need to kind of start biohacking. But I'm talking like yeah, a year and a half, two years into your journey. Anything, yeah. anything before that, yeah. I wouldn't even worry about it. Definitely not. Definitely not. So, um, so Alison, thanks a million for those questions, like really good questions. Um, hope they were helpful. Uh, let us know, <laughs> let us know if they weren't and we'll try again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may have rambled. Yeah, I hope we didn't go off point anyway. 
um so yeah and if you have any other questions and if anybody has any other questions um or a topic they'd like us to talk about mm-hmm. um do drop us a dm on instagram or pop over to our facebook page i promise i'll start putting more content on the facebook page um and also um i would like to say that i will be going on holidays well i will be on holidays when this one comes out um so i'm looking for topics for the blog i know i said i was going to get started again on the blog and i'm going to do some topics while i'm on holidays do a bit of writing well, I have a bit of peace and quiet. So if there's anything you want me to talk about on the blog as well, just drop me a DM. Um, I would greatly appreciate some suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw it as a, um, a journalist that I follow in, on Instagram. She does a, a, a podcast in Ireland and I love the podcast. So I, of course, have gone on to stalk her. Um, but she posted a picture of her her desktop and she had google open and <laughs> the question was yeah what will i write for my next article and she's like why did i not think oh of doing this before <laughs> maybe you could try that <laughs> and it's like shop yeah or you know like in in the shopaholic movie where she she was like mm-hmm. asked to write an article and she literally googled the name of the article <laughs> i think it's it's kind of genius yeah yeah although on that note I shared something with Christina today and I thought it was very funny because there was um, a girl in work talking about Narnia and we were chatting and um, we were talking about where it was filmed and I googled the uh, locations that it was filmed, the Narnia films and underneath my Google result was, you know, that people also asked, you know, you know that bit people also asked. It had the top number one thing that people also asked about Narnia was, is Narnia a real place? <laughs> and the internet is just such a golden place. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> I know, I know. I always laugh at my work buddy. We had a good laugh over that. And then I sent it to Christina going, look at this. Is Narnia a real place? Somebody, somebody tell me where is that wardrobe? Absolutely. Because I want to go there. Absolutely. It was my the line that was in the wardrobe was my favorite book when I was growing up. Yeah, loved it. Oh, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Anyway, that's yes. really off Completely. point. <laughs> that's not like us. See, this is what happens. You know, that's not like us at all to ramble on. <laughs> okay, so on that note, I have my dinner in the oven, uh, roast chicken, and it smells lovely. So I am going to go and make sure it's not burnt. <laughs> We have just, I found today actually in, um, you know, I've been attending the University of Geneva for my French course and it finished today. Yeah. So we had a kind of a party. So I needed to go buy some garbage for the rest of the people. Um, oh. Yeah, I was asked to bring some garbage, but anyway. Um, but I went into um, one of the main grocery stores um, in, in Geneva. Um, it's not like it's the biggest one. It's just the one that does the most. So it's like Tesco. There's, there's a lot of them. Um, and they had this these products by a company called Nutri. It's N-U and the number three. And Oh, is that the bread you put up? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I put it up on my bread. Instagram stories. Um, they'll probably be long gone by the time this podcast goes out. But you might have, if you follow me, you might have seen it. Um. And they have a pizza base as well. And somebody messaged me, um, Daniela from, um, she's an Italian keto blogger. Her um, her blog is Mangio Keto Ama. Um, 
which is eat keto love, like eat pray love, eat keto love. Um, and she messaged me to say that she makes the pizza all the time and it's really, really good. And she loves the bread as well. She's actually making it herself mm. this evening. So we've got that in the oven. It's 90 minutes, right? And it smells like bread. So we've had bread in the oven for 90 minutes and I've been fasting since 2 p.m. Oh my it's God. Like, I have to wait oh till tomorrow God, for this bread. That's like my my moment every morning when I walk into that canteen and people are doing their toast. And it's like, why, dear God, why? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a couple of sachets of this bread and I'm going to send it to you. And you can try it yourself. Hopefully you'll get through customs. No suspicious powders here, just <laughs> keto bread powder. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine they getting a knock on the door one day and it'd be like... Yes, is this your suspicious package? And I'm like, don't talk about my husband like that. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up. I have a gin and tonic tab. <laughs> All right, we just want to remind our listeners, as always, to please, please rate us and leave a comment, leave a review if possible. I know I asked you to do it at the start, but it's really important to us, so I'm asking again. We would really appreciate it. Oh yeah, and also to uh, DM us with anything you'd like us to talk about, um, and also anything you'd like to see on the blog, anything at all. I would like. I have always blogged about fashion and lifestyle, so if there's anything along those lines you want me to do as well, I am happy to. If you want to see behind the scenes, you can now pop over to Patreon, sign up, and we are starting with this one. Um, that you can now see while exactly you can see the faces and, and, and you can see how, how big the full fill bars are this size they're this big yeah I think, yeah you can see how and big actually they what are, we're yeah. going to start doing is um we have really exciting um plans for patreon so at at, a, at the basic level you, you get to see the recording but what we're going to start to do is record it in front of a live audience so at a certain tier you will be invited to watch us record live and um interact with us as well so that's going to be so much fun <laughs> brenda's just like freaking up it wasp okay See, i have the back door open because it's roasting yeah it's roasting here <laughs> and on that note i think we're going to leave it for this week okay and that's it from me um i'm off to do some more packing and not burn a chicken and i'm just gonna go watch some tv until next week bye, bye. <laughs> If you liked this episode please leave us a review on itunes and don't forget to subscribe if you'd like to support us you can head on over to patreon or alternatively you can buy us a cup of tea by using the link in the show notes also don't forget to check our blog for regular updates so until next time keto on keto sisters